Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu. I thought this was Parcheesi. Parcheesi, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Boggle. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack. In a world where little girls are trapped in the spirit world. Gabe as Roy. I think of my story as more of a comedy than an action. And Matt as Rocky. Oh, they don't make malevolent possessed sewing machines like they used to. Shame. All right. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing this morning? I know we're drinking some coffee and uh, chai teas. What? (coughs) Dude, you got to pass that shit around. Uh, no, that's in the bathroom. No, you gotta pass the booberry, man. I'm waiting over here. Welcome to the podcast. We're all 12. Excuse me? 12 and a half. There aren't too many 12-year-olds that are able to eat booberry. Uh, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And we do have a couple new letters to read. Awesome. From Sasha. They say, hello there, I'm new to the podcast and starting to listen. I wanted to ask you guys if you plan on writing a scenario based on your games for keepers that would like to play your adventures with their own players. If you already do, where can we get it? I wish you good health in these trying times. So, Sasha, thank you very much for that uh, well wishes. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we do have, I would say about half of the adventures we run, the scenarios we run, are purchased scenarios, at least the early ones are. I've only recently, over the last half, of the uh, cases have started to use my own. And those are available to a certain extent on our Patreon. So at a certain level, you get access to a Google Doc folder that has those scenarios in them. I am still compiling some of them. So what I do is when I run the scenarios for these gentlemen, I sort of tailor make it for their actions as we go along. So I'm writing constantly each episode each tape it may change the overall outcome or uh, structure of the scenario but what i tried to do with this one in particular was to make it pretty well set from the get-go so that could be compartmentalized and shipped off to anybody who wanted to run it separately so that one will come to those uh, patreon members much more quickly in a much more condensed format that they can hopefully use in their own investigations if it's so condensed how are they going to see it you just add water oh i didn't think of that uh you know medium high heat it's like those dehydrated water pills you use you just add water or my bile soup and then uh, just yesterday we got a nice letter from therese or Teresa, uh, who says, Hello, I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate your podcast. I've been through a lot this past year, and whatever I have been able to, I have been listening to you guys play. The DM is doing a great job, and the players make me laugh a lot. It's my favorite role-playing podcast, and I am so damn happy that I still have episodes left to listen to. Keep up the good work, and may Cthulhu slowly cast you into madness. I thank you, Teresa. <laughs> We're already there. Thank you very much. That was awesome. I've been mad for a while. I'm glad that we can provide at least a little bit of entertainment and comfort in these terrible, terrible times, which are going to get better. So hang in there, gang. Uh, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. Let's get it on. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to start off by thanking... Muological, Gaming Narrations and More, The Demir Lobotomist, Atulia, Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Kyle Sherman, Dakota Smith, Amanda Power, Chris Parker, Jefferson Bell, Elizabeth Grieve, 
Our favorite. Madeline Turnipseed. Brittany Davis. Our favorite. Olda Polkert. Our favorite. Phil Dickinson. Lobster Johnson. Brownie Davis. Keep cooking, Brownie. Dom Driver. Liz Moonberry. Jeremy Griffith. Ryan Perry. Robert Jameson. Frank Delventhal. Stephen Gregory. Daniel Hissy. Shosuro Ajo. You just joined the Discord, so welcome. Nice. Daniel Caprone. David Winterman. John May. He's all right. Eric Zane. Mal. Marty Dixon. Wouter Ravian. Wild Pants from Australia. Davinia. Ivan Zarevich, Malambra 57, Nathan Crow, Yog, Eric Phillips, Boston Harbor Horror, Snow, Mitch L, Eric Setterberg, Gregory Schmucker, Hoser underscore 21, Holden Omans, Alexandra Kroska, Jeffrey Young, Phil Campbell, Batran, Bifford, John Konopasik, A.E. Jonesy, a.k.a. Grave Jones, John Embray, Andrew Petty, Ineptus the Stardust, A.J. Ake, Justin Levesque, yeah. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Who's that guy? Manic B Media, Tien Tai, and of course, Rolling Box Cars. Thank you, thank you, Thanks thank you. Thanks to everybody. You're no, welcome. Not you. Everyone said but everybody. You. So, before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. How many times has this happened to you? Oh, man. It's going to take 16 hours to download and install this cool new game, but then it's only going to run at 15 frames per second in 1080p? Screw that. I'm going to go for a walk outdoors instead. Don't let this happen to you again. Introducing Cyberhunk 2078, a cutting-edge console gaming machine that will definitely not be obsolete within 18 months or less. It's a Wi-Fi-enabled hunk of GPU... CPU, and just plain PU that will double your energy bill, warm up the coldest room in the house, and work perfectly out of the box 92% of the time. Not only that, we've crammed all this technology into a gorgeous six-foot-tall case, sculpted to look exactly like a certain movie star whose name rhymes with P on you, Jeeves. And wait until you get a load of these ports. Serial, Parallel, VGA, DVI, RCA, S-Video, HDMI, USB, and just for fun, Component. So many ports! Our corporate attorneys have advised us to issue the following statement. <clears throat> we here at Cyberhunk Industries, a subsidiary of HW Tech, are hereby absolved of all responsibility regarding potential animation of Cyberhunk 2078 otherwise known as the Purple Ring of Death, and 8% possibility of said technology rampaging through the owner's household, snapping necks, devouring small pets and children, shooting high-caliber firearms and doors, and posing for selfies in front of said carnage. There, I said it. So it's been said, and we can move on. Cyberhunk 2078 is available now at your local Radio Hut retailer, and comes pre-installed, free, with Dungeons of Daggereth, Reborn. Mm. And we're back. I feel personally attacked right now. Just, just right, right here. Personally attacked. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but I like to attack you. 
Stop putting tax on my chair, Brian. It's not funny. I can't help it. That product really helped me see the direct vision into putting the tack on your seat. What is this, the third grade? Yes, you're a third grade teacher, you psycho. Gabe, help me out here. We're what, at least fifth grade? We should be using what, like stainless steel nails at this point? So I do math at a, th- at a second grade level, but I do reading at a fifth grade level, so I don't know where that puts me. You guys make some good points, but I've heard that product and our service is available in convenient six packs or 55 gallon drums, but I'm not really sure if I want to commit to that much. I mean, what if it gives me hives or gives other people hives if they rub against me in the elevator? Or what if what if it all goes bad in the cupboard and then I'm left with a bunch of expired product and our service? Can you recycle it? Does it stink horrendously and then you have trouble selling your house? And what's it made of? Are there any animal byproducts in it? Is it tested on llamas? So many questions. No, I think I'll stick with the trial size for now. And if I end up with toxic shock, well, lesson learned. Llama beans. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Case 11, Haunted Heart. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Our Delta Green investigators continue their exploration of the Pomance, splitting up the party in order to cover more ground in their quest to discover the whereabouts of the missing girls before time runs out. Jack and Danny hunt for spirits in the reception room with a laser grid, where the not-quite-right visage of a shadowy figure confronts them. Roy follows a ghostly child's voice to the billiard room, where he attempts to sober up but manages to uncover another page of the journal. Meanwhile, Rocky and Ricky stalk upstairs to encounter more supernatural phenomena of a poltergeist who may not want them to find more of Poe's diary pages. The team will need to move quickly if they expect to outwit their unseen antagonizers and find the girls in time. Rocky, you gaze down at the remnants of the shattered sewing machine and feel a livid fury rising up inside of you, your hand clenched around the butt of your revolver. You haven't been this angry since what happened in Prague, but you don't like to think about Prague, do you? This ghost wants to play games? You'll show it games. Just then, a hand falls on your shoulder. You turn to see Ricky standing close, looking deeply into your eyes with a questioning concern. Rocky, are are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. What happened? Well, you see, it's related to this incident about a grandma's sewing corner out in Prague, and I really don't like to talk about that. Either grandma's or Prague, really. I totally understand. I mean, I, I really hate my grandma, too. She sucks. What happened in here? What's... Oh, my God, is that one of the pages? It, did you rip it up? <sighs> no, it was one of the pages, and then the sewing machine turned on, and it kind of unraveled itself. Okay, That seems a little strange. Yeah, somebody had apparently taken the time to use the page as a pattern and stitched all the letters into the page and then left the thread attached to the sewing machine. So the next time it turned on, it pulled the thread and everything went doo-doo-doo and it just kind of fell apart. It was a whole thing. Doo-doo-doo. Made the window shut down noise. Give me a psychology roll, please. Uh, I needed an 80. I rolled a 20. That's a hard success. As she's speaking with you and sort of relating to you about shitty grandmothers, you feel your rage begin to quell. It's almost as if she is talking you off a ledge in a way. So you're feeling a bit more in control of yourself. Good, because I saw a couple more bullets and there's still more sewing machines in this room, so they're in trouble. Is there anything else in this room? Uh, not really. The thread that we found in the uh, the other room led into here and was attached to that page, which is now utterly useless to us. I do have some good news. I found the attic. Oh, 
Well, this should be exciting. Shall we go see what kind of secrets are lurking upstairs? Would you mind putting away the firearm? I don't think we're going to need that against ghosts. No, these are these are holy bullets blessed by the Pope out in the Vatican himself. They actually work on ghosts. It's... Are they ghost bullets or bullet ghosts? These are bullets that shoot smaller ghosts that attack larger ghosts. Well, it, it's just around the corner here. These stairs lead straight up. Ooh. The stairs lead up sharply, then abruptly end at a wall. Above is a trap door missing its pull rope. Huh? Better go home. <laughs> Rocky, do you have anything that we can pull that's about 10 feet in the air? Damn these tall ceilings. Uh, uh, I really thought the older architecture had smaller ceilings, but I guess not. So we're going to need something to get up there, and then we're going to need something to open that door with. I don't have anything. Do you remember seeing a ladder or anything? Well, I mean, there is one room off to the side here we haven't checked. We might we might get lucky. Well, after you. I mean, finding a ladder, I'd not. All right, and we'll have you opening up the door to that room uh, just to the east. This is their ladder room? Yeah, this is where they keep their collection of antique ladders. It's ladder madness, guys. It shoots in ladders. <laughs> Jack and Roy, you gaze down at the laptop with horror feeling as if this mundane object of technology has somehow become haunted as well. Those girls' voices seemingly responded directly to the question asked on the EVP recorder. Danny stands close, watching each of you intently, her eyes shining with excitement and a look of expectancy on her face. What do you think, guys? Time to break out the big guns? I'm sorry, but I'm the only one with the ghost bullets here. Nobody is pulling out any gun but me. I just want to get that straight. Well, I'm always one that's okay with pulling guns out, so why would I change now? She steps aside and points to one of the billiard tables, where she's placed a thin box that says Ouija, and on top of that, a thick book next to a bundle of writing implements. We have to do whatever we can to save these girls. We know they're here now. I'm going to go over to the pool table. Yeah, I'll follow with my gun drawn. Do you guys have a preference? Roy likes to draw guns. I am not doing the Ouija board. What about the Luigi board? I will do the Luigi board. You know what? I lied. I'm going to do it because I feel like it wouldn't make sense for me to not do it. I'm going to move it with the gun, though. Sounds to me like you guys want to do the Ouija board. That's right, Danny. I think we need to have a little mood lighting, so I'll, let me run and get some candles. Uh, how about if you meet me in this uh, room over here we haven't checked out yet? Oh, going to a brand new room we haven't been in yet? See the smiling demon? Okay, sounds good. According to my map, uh, this is basically the only thing that we haven't got done down here, so we might as well yeah. knock it out, right? I'll put on some Depeche mode. That's me thinking. Delta green thoughts here. So I'm going to... Uh Move to that room and step in. The whiff of whiskey still lingers here. Two glass-faced cabinets flanking the northern door must have once displayed a collection of liquor bottles. But a single shot glass is all that was left inside. Four high-backed leather chairs sit in a half ring around the dark fireplace. On the mantel is a dented brass trophy cup of some kind, the engraving scratched away. The window to the south that peers out to the terrace is chipped in one corner but still seems solid. So clearly this is the den. It's about 13 by 13. Look for the flattest surface, probably right in front of the fireplace, I would assume. The four back chairs are in a semicircle in front of the fireplace, and you can easily find like a little end table that you could set it up on and arrange the chairs around if you like. Let's do that. I'll inspect around the room, see if I can find any pages or whatever. Gotcha. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please. I need a 75. I got a 29. That's a hard... And I'm going to need each of you to roll D100, please. Ooh, I got a 78. I got a 99. What do you mean, no? 
Jack is setting up the area, and Roy is looking around. You're really interested in that trophy, for instance, and it appears to be some sort of riding trophy, like riding horses. You pick it up to look at it, and you see on the bottom shelf of that same bookcase just the tiny corner of another journal page. Sweet. Yeah, I'll pull it out. Whoa. Pull it real good. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so I will reveal to you the next page in the diary. Well, this is from way in the past, not from the future. I am back in the damnable house. I am not sure how or why it has changed, however, from when I left it. Some rooms are restored back to their original luster, and others they are strange. I have tried to leave, but the doors are impenetrable, the windows unbreakable. When I look outside, I see nothing but stars in every direction. No earth, only night sky, heaven and hell. Am I alive? I can hear something moving upstairs, something big. I need to hide. And this is dated October 30th, 1993. It's really weird that he just stopped writing for 20 years like that. Guys, guys, that was just, there's nothing to worry about. That was just a devil's night prank. Yeah, nothing nothing happened in 1983. Don't even think about it. So that's what you find. And uh, Danny comes back into the room. She's like, oh, what did you find? Another page? Yeah, I found another page. You know, I, I heard you guys are talking about Jack being the bloodhound, but I kind of think you're the guy. You got a little dog in you? Yeah, I'm better than Jack. Jack has the Ouija board all set up. Yep. So what we need to do is, uh, this is called the planchette. So just lightly touch it with your fingertips. I thought a planchette was those banana things from the South that aren't bananas. That's a plantain. Oh. That's a plantain chat. It's the guy who owns it. Chet. Damn it, Chet. And we ask it uh, questions and, and uh, see what uh, it gives us. What are tomorrow's winning lottery numbers? Roy, have you ever run one of these before? I've seen him ran. Some of the local girls when I was younger used to play around with them. The 4-H club would have regular sessions. <laughs> the Girl Scouts. The Brownies. Sacrifice the pig. <laughs> Couple things, guys. A little housekeeping. In the investigator logbook in Roll20, I've added a sand counter. And so what I'm doing here is I'm tracking how much you've lost this scenario and what percentage that is. If you lose five or more in one roll, obviously, then there's going to be issues if you lost 20% in one day slash session scenario, which is going to basically encompass the scenario. Currently, we have Jack at 3%, Roy at 5%, and Rocky at 2%. These are losses. Does that mean I'm winning or losing? Is this like golf? Do I do I want more or less? You're in good stead right now. I think you're doing okay. And uh, so what you're going to do basically is we're going to do the same thing we did last time. Jack, you get one question. Uh, Roy gets one question. So think about your questions what you want to ask and then uh, danny will follow up with a third does she love me does she love me not this is going to be an occult role and i know you guys probably aren't great in a cult i have five i also have five so i'm excited to lose sanity i blame chet for our lack of a cult. um i'll go first since i set up the table and everything i'm already sitting i'm ready to go are all the girls in this house i needed a 41 i rolled a 21 that's a success for a moment nothing happens all three of you are touching the planchette with your fingertips, and 15 seconds goes by. I flip the board. This thing sucks! I hate it! Who made up these rules? I want to go back to playing Monopoly. Give me the instructions. I'm going to read the instructions. <laughs> no, nobody reads the instructions. Come on. And then you feel this vibration, and you look at one another as if, are, are you moving it? And you see this smile creep up on Danny's face and slowly the planchette begins to move in circular motion around the board. You're just barely touching it. You can tell that nobody is physically moving it. There's something else going on here. 
and then it rests on yes. So where are they at? Can you help me find them? I need to get them out of the house. <laughs> what is keeping you here? Ah, oh, that's close too. I need a five. I got a 17. Spend the luck. No. You ask the question and again, the planchette begins to move around. It drifts to the edge of the board and falls off. Out of batteries. Oh, sorry, Roy. I guess that bloodhound thing just isn't working for you right now. Here, let, let me try it. And she picks up the planchette and puts it back on the board. Okay, guys, really concentrate this time, all right? Constipate. Got it. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, Roy. And I'll do, like, the peeking thing. Peeking duck? Is Eldritch Poe still in this house? And then the planchette begins to move again slowly, but then becoming faster and faster until you feel as though your arms are part of a gear mechanism, just moving this thing in fast circles. It explodes. This Ouija board was made by Michael Bay. That explains a lot. And the planchette comes to rest on no. And the three of you look at one another and take your hands off the planchette. And by itself, it moves to yes. Well, make up your mind. Is it yes or is it no? What do you guys think of that? That's a little weird. I think we need to keep going. Let's get as much information as we can. How insane am I? Very. I don't, I don't think you're very insane at all, but we've had one success on the Ouija board, so that's pretty good. Yep. So is Eldred Poe here, do you think? It said no and then yes. I have a feeling that there's more than one spirit that we're accessing. One spirit when we're touching and one spirit when we're not. Oh. Didn't even think of that. Let's do an experiment. I'm going to ask a question. Nobody touch it. Okay. Or the plantain. What about Chet, though? You can touch Chet. All right, so I'm going to lean in, but not touch anything on the board, and say, Can the girls leave with us? Go ahead and roll. I needed a 41. I rolled a 48. That's a fail. I have no luck to spend. Push that roll. The planchette remains still. I look over at Roy. You try it. Let's give it one more try. All right, I'll ask out. Are you stuck here, or can you leave? Go ahead and roll. I needed a five, I got an eight. I'm not spending the luck. You're staring intently at the planchette, and the glass set into it cracks. I love crack. Well, guess that's the end of that. That's what you get for buying a Ouija board at the corner store for $1.95. It says Mattel on it in the upper right corner. Milton Bradley? Oh, shit. Sponsor us, Milton Bradley. All right, guys, what what do you want to do now? Uh, this is frustrating. I know, but we've pretty much exhausted down here. Do you think we should head upstairs with the other guys? I think we should. And I'm going to pull Danny aside. Ah, uh, my side. Hold on, guys. Is napping off the table? You can nap on the table. It's fine. We'll say Roy is uh, slumping in his easy chair. I'm going to whisper to Danny. Why don't you discreetly bring the doll? I'm not sure I can do that to Roy. What my plan is, is to separate Roy with Rocky and maybe we can do this together. We need to find these girls. It, it doesn't... We have to do it. Yeah, okay. Let's let's try that, Jack. I'll talk to Roy and let him know our plan. I don't want to leave anything unturned here. Okay, guys. Why don't, why don't you guys go ahead and catch up with uh, Rocky and Ricky, and I'll follow just a couple minutes later. Wink! Wink! But as we go, I'd like to talk to Roy about what my plan is. I'd say we take the front stairs. We're right here. Take the front butt. It's the best butt. And as uh, you observed earlier from down below, there is uh, a nice chandelier there that has uh, some electric lights in it. That is a nice chandelier that has some electric lights in it. As you walk up the uh, staircase, your footsteps resound. Hey, Roy, come here a second. Hey there, Jack. Look, when we find Rocky, I want you to go with him debrief him see what he has found i'm having danny bring the doll i don't want to take any chance in not saving these girls but i don't want you to be near it that doll can't help you 
I agree, it might not be able to help us, but if we don't try, we'll never know if we can't save these girls. So leave me out of it. I will definitely leave you out of it, okay? So let's go find Rocky first off, and then you guys can keep exploring. And I'll, I'll hook up with Danny, and then we'll use the doll. Well, what kind of doll are you using? Hold on. Not the one from downstairs, that's for sure. You gonna be okay, Roy? I'll survive. Just keep it away from me. I will. I promise. Rocky! All right, we'll leave you guys in the hallway. Rocky and Ricky have revealed another room. This sitting room once allowed the Poe family to gather privately. It was probably a lively hub of activity. Now, however, there remains only an empty loneliness that hangs like a pall. All of the furniture has been removed, so only a window bench seat remains next to the fireplace on the northern wall. Hi, I'm Paul. Go ahead and give me a D100, please. I, okay, it's going to take me a while to drive across the state to give you a D100, though. He wants the D, man. I rolled a 43. Thank you. Only 26 away. Not nice. Ricky goes in and flips on the light switch. Now, this seems pretty plain. Uh, this is probably something that the family just used for themselves. No need to impress guests up here, so I spend the money. I guess that makes sense. Do you want to check this place out? I'll check out to the north there, because I'm pretty sure that leads to just over the um, sun parlor that I saw downstairs. You know, remember with the uh, shrunken apple that looked like a head? That's <laughs> my imagination going crazy. Uh, so just keep an eye out for any pages. We don't know how many bits and pieces that thing are still lying around. Good point. I promise I'll try not to scream this time, and if you promise to keep that gun in your packet? Unless there's a sewing machine around, I can't make that promise. Understood. And she uh, takes off into that northern door. I'm going to thoroughly shake down this room, see if there's anything useful hidden around here. Give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 60. I rolled a 53. That's a success. Uh, you're particularly interested in that bench seat next to the fireplace. You're wondering, okay, there's got to be some pages in here. And you flip it up. And for a moment, you think, oh, that's a sewing machine. But no, there's nothing in there, actually. It's completely empty. Uh, there's not even a spider web or anything inside. It's just dust. So then you meander over towards the uh, windows on the west wall. And you can see from up top here, you can actually see the glimmer of moonlight on water. Moon River? On the Providence River, not too far away. It's just a pale, shimmering light. And you're kind of looking towards the door on the southwest when you notice something out of the corner of your eye back towards where you came in. So you turn and see the light switch flip down by itself and the lights go out. Well, that's rather rude. I'm still in the room. And I take out my flashlight, walk over to the light switch, and flip it up again. And the lights come right back on. Although, you do feel a little cold. It feels as if the temperature dropped within this immediate area about 10 degrees. You just get a little chill. Your nipples get hard. Go cut that glass. Uh, something's afoot. And I'm going to immediately head over and check out the door in the southeast. It is a closet. Is there a ladder in this closet? Give me a luck roll. I needed a 46. I got to 94. You thought for sure this would be the closet that has all of the ladders. Where's the ladder collection? Where's the ladder closet? Uh-oh, that's disappointing. I'm going to walk across the room to the other door. And you open it up, and as you might expect... Ladders. <laughs> it's a bathroom. Is it the ladder bath? <laughs> Afraid not. No. Damn. So far, this just seems to be some residential space. Nothing too exciting about it. Well, there goes that idea. 
And I'm going to cross the room over to where I saw Ricky go in so I can catch up with her. On warm evenings, one might have crept out onto the sleeping porch with a thin blanket to enjoy repose on a shade lounge chair and look out onto the night sky filled with starshine. The windows have been blocked with iron bars, perhaps in fear of falling. A stone bench still rests against the south wall and two battered wooden chairs remain. And Ricky is standing at the uh, northeast window and she appears to be examining something on the window. She doesn't even hear you come into the door. Gonna walk up behind her. <clears throat> and she doesn't acknowledge your presence. Um, is that a, an interesting window you have there? Or? Tears. No, no need to cry. It's only a joke. At that moment, she turns around. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. Look at this. And she points at the window. And at about three feet off of the floor... Written in the dust on the window are some childlike letters, and it says tears. Hmm. And why don't you roll me a D100, please? 15. Directly behind you? Is a ladder. It's a ladder. <laughs> Yay! It worked. But it's alive and has teeth. Is the sound of a young girl crying, and the cries begin to fill the sleeping porch area? I'm going to need you to roll sanity. It's right behind you. I needed a 67. I rolled a 97. That's a failure. You are going to take one sanity damage. Oh, no. And I'm going to increase your counter. That puts me at 66 instead of 67. It's devastating. And it's going to be 3% of your sanity loss so far. Oh, I've never been that big of a fan of kids. I've always found them annoying, grubby little germ factories. And I really just don't like dealing with them at any, at any and all costs possible. So in a moment of just almost a resurgence of the rage against that sewing machine from earlier, I'm going to grab uh, whatever object is nearby and I'm going to swing around and I'm going to chuck it at the source of the crying and I'm going to yell at the girl to shut the fuck up because I can't hear myself think. Woo, okay. So you instinctively reach out and grab at the Shea Lounge, but it's much too heavy to pick up and throw. So in fury, you grab the thin blanket that happens to be just in tatters and barely held together. It's so threadbare. And you whip it at the source of the sound, the crying, and the blanket twirls in the air and drifts down, and you see the shape of a three-foot-tall person. It holds for a moment, and then the blanket goes poof. Dust settles to the ground, and you're both looking mouths agape. And we'll switch back to Jack and Roy. Watch out, Roy. It's a switchback. Let's go find Rocky. All right, let's go. As much as I don't want to see that guy, I want to see the doll even less. So the one thing that you know, Jack, is the elevator was here, and then the rear hallway stairs are here. So that is the general direction that you would know they probably came up. Okay. Do you want to go find Rocky and I'll wait here for Danny? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. You be safe. I'll go look for him. Keep your eyes up. I'm going to go to the lift. And Jack, you're just going to hang out there? Yep. I'm going to wait for Danny. So Roy, you head into that small hallway and see the lift. And uh, why don't you go and roll me a D100, please? I got an 11. And the doors are closed. Uh-oh. So the doors of the lift are closed? Yeah. So what that means to you is that the elevator is on the ground floor. Then I'll press the button and make it come. But it also doesn't make sense because you saw Ricky. You knew that they took the lift up. So why would it be back on the ground floor? But yet you push the button and you can hear it moving slowly up the shaft. Mm. Say that again, but slower. You can hear it rattling inside 
And then there's a bit of a mechanical crunch as it locks into place on your level. And the doors slowly begin to open. Blood. And then you see Danny standing inside the elevator, holding a familiar box that's about three foot tall. Oh, Roy, I didn't, didn't expect to see you here. I, where's Jack? He's back that way. I guess I'll go find him then. Uh, wh- what are you doing? I gotta go find Rocky. Get away from this place. I'll catch up with you in just a minute, I guess. And she runs out into the staircase hall. Okay. I'll look around. Why don't you go ahead and give me a D100, please? 24. Yeah, you walk into this chamber, and again, this is uh, your first time in here, but essentially it's a reading room. But hold on. Reading room? I bet he has a journal in here. Oh, I need a 75. I got a 3. That's an extreme. As you're searching through the bench seat and the bookcase that's right above it, you begin to hear this sound. It's very faint at first, and you kind of think, oh, it's just something. Maybe one of the guys is doing something. Uh, Jack and Danny are up to something with that stupid doll. Because it does sound a little, I don't know, childlike. It sounds like a familiar tune. It's just the music, as if it was a music box. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. And it appears to be coming from a door in the west wall. I'll open that door and follow the noise gun drawn and as you get closer to the door the song plays slower and slower and you open the door slowly inside is complete blackness and as soon as you open the door fully silence the music stops playing brush my hand at the darkness you hear a voice shout directly in your face the The stars stars are are right." right And I'll need you to roll for sanity, please. I've lost so much. I don't want to. I need a 60. I got a 61. So you will take one sanity damage. I'll go ahead and update your sand counter. You are currently standing at, if we round up, about 7%. Only communists round up. I'll fall down onto the ground with my hand still in the darkness, feeling like I can't get it out. Jazz hands. Where I'm at, and my arm is stuck in the doorway, and I'm on the ground just writhing around, attempting to pull it out without being able to. So let's go back to uh, Rocky and Ricky. Did you see that, Rock? I saw that. Did you see that? I definitely saw that. I'm feeling like things are starting to escalate. I'm a little worried for the girls. Yes, I have a feeling as we get closer to whatever witching hour they have, things might get a a wee bit more interesting, if you wish to put it that way. You make a good point. Let me check the... Oh my god, it's 2.30 in the morning? What? How could it be 2.30 in the morning already? Check your phone. I'm going to pull out my phone and see what time it says it is. Uh, why don't you give me a luck roll? Because that didn't work so well last time. Didn't work this time either. I needed a 46. I rolled an 86. And it's gone dead. You try the on-off button a couple times and it's not coming on. You see, this is why people need to go back to analog watches. They don't have this problem. Yeah, that is very strange. You got up in the morning, you wound the watch, it worked. It was, there's no fuss with it. Kids and their technology these days. We probably need to press on if we're going to get this thing done. Yes, well, I'm assuming the little girl we saw in here was the same one that turned the lights off in the other room when I was still in it. What happened? I was in the the sitting room over there. The lights turned off and I went over I went over to turn the, the switch back on and it was, I'd say, roughly 5 to 10 degrees colder at the light switch than it was in the rest of the room. Ooh. I do have a thermal cam. 
considering what we just saw, it might be worth sweeping both the sleeping porch and the sitting room here. So uh, she hands you the handheld thermal cam and says, well, since you experienced it, I think it makes sense that you might be most attuned to it. So All right. give it a try. I will meet you to the south. Uh, you said there was a bathroom through that sitting room? Yes. Yes, and I'm pretty sure there was a door of some sort on the other side. I didn't much bother to look any farther past that. All right. Well, wh- why don't you uh, finish up in here, do a quick sweep. I'll just go take a quick peek to that south, and uh, we'll meet back in the staircase hall. Uh, yes, yes, as soon as we're done here. We still have to figure out how to get into that attic, though. Yeah, we might need those guys' help, too. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out for any ladder rooms. That'd be lovely. Thank you. All right. Good luck. And she heads off south. Mm, luck is something that I don't have today. Or would you like to test first? Uh, so I'm going to back into the doorway between the two rooms, and I'm going to point the camera at the blanket that is now sitting on the ground where that the little person shape was. Go ahead and uh, give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 60. I rolled a 56. That's a success. You pointed at the blanket where the you saw the form of possibly a child of some sort. The, the blanket itself is ambient temperature. There's nothing unusual about it. I'm going to spin around and point it at the light switch on the wall where I felt the, the cold spot. And you do see this aura of slightly colder air, but it's actually becoming more and more ambient as you pointed you're heating it up with the laser oh god you just killed one of them you bastard whatever was there has receded so a one-time phenomenon but you know you sort of spin around and just quickly take stock of the rest of the room and you're a stock boy now you pointed over towards that interesting bench seat that you were checking out earlier thinking well if there's any place it's gonna show up and be there nothing appears on the thermal cam however You do notice something move in the fireplace. Something furtive and dark. Santa? Krampus. I'm going to point the camera at the fireplace, and while keeping an eye on that and the actual fireplace, I'm going to slowly walk towards it. And nothing appears on the thermal cam, but you do see something vaguely serpent-like slither up into the chimney, and some soot rains down. So the thermal cam that we have doesn't isn't like a camcorder. Like I can't record with it. Correct. Okay. Yep. It's only a live feed. Dang. Because I kind of want to see what's up there, but I'm not stupid enough to stick my head up there. I've seen enough horror movies to know what happens when I do that. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll? Because that hasn't worked tonight so far. This time it did, though. I needed a 46, and I rolled a 41. That's a success. Somebody put a ladder in this chimney. (laughs) You notice that uh, some of the fireplace tools are still next to the fireplace, and one of them happens to be a little scoop, and it is metal, and maybe with a little bit of spit and shine, you could get a little bit of reflection. I'm going to grab the uh, the shovel and um, polish it up as best as I can and see if I can't see up the chimney so you carefully lean in with the shovel angled so nice of them to have chrome fireplace tools it's not perfect it's not a you know it's not a mirrored surface but it maybe gives you just enough of a vague cloudy along with your flashlight let's say view of what might be up there and you can see that oddly the flu is closed must have got its flu shot <laughs> oh Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, because you clearly saw something go up the chimney. If you know what I mean. Santa? And soot came down, but... 
Curiouser and curiouser. I'm going to put the shovel back with the rest of the tools, and I'm going to head over to the bathroom where Ricky said she was going. You turn around and you hear this almost like a rushing sound coming at you from behind in the direction of the fireplace. Very slowly and very carefully, like one fluid motion, I'm going to take a step forward while spinning around just to put a little more space between myself and the fireplace. And you turn around spinning and you see that the flu has somehow opened of its own accord and spilling out of the chimney are the desiccated corpses, long dead, the husks of seagulls, hundreds of them. And we'll switch back to Jack and Danny standing in the staircase hall, looking at the box containing Puddin. Jack, where do you want to do this? Honestly, here's as good a place as any. In this staircase hall? Why? Have we seen any kind of supernatural phenomenon? I don't know if you know much about ghost hunting, but... I don't. Usually you want some place that's a little sequestered, a little private, a little quiet. I put my hand on her shoulder. Danny, where would you like to do this? Let's think about where we had some unusual activity downstairs. Uh, the billiard room had quite a lot, right? That is true. So uh, why don't we go in that direction? Maybe it leaked up. I have one other comment. Yes. The only place where I've actually seen something is that sitting area by the window. The reception room, yes. Which one do you want to try first? There's a door right here that would lead above that. Danny, honestly, it's up to you. You know this stuff better than me. Follow your instincts. I think you're right. Let's let's go to the one that was above the reception room. I didn't see what you saw, so I can only assume that you saw what you saw. All right, let's go. A sizable bedchamber of the upper staircase hall probably housed guests. Two queen beds against the south wall sag woefully, coated in dust. A low, hollow whistle emanates from the flue in the fireplace against the west wall. And I'm going to need uh, Jack to roll D100, please. I rolled a 57. Where should we do this? On the bed? Well, that's where we could start. But where will we finish? The fireplace, duh. No, Finland. Oh, that's right. Finland, Finland, Finland. A country where I'd like to be. Let's do it. Okay. So she sets up the doll. What we do is we basically just ask questions, and it will respond with its catchphrase. Okay. It responds to anything that we can't hear. So even though it won't give us you know, exact, like the Ouija board gave us exact responses. We'll know that something's here. Yeah. And we, we can keep asking it questions until our luck runs out. Oh, so no questions. Got it. What would you like to ask it, Jack? <sighs> Let me think about this. What's your luck currently? 15, baby. Oh, this is not going to go well at all. I'm hoping that Danny has some luck. Instead of luck, it should be an F in front of that. What's fluck? I'll show you later. Oh, okay. Can we have the girls? I needed a 15, and I rolled a 65. The doll remains stoic. It's just looking at you with this blank expression. It's becoming more and more creepy the more you stare at it. Like, when they first whipped it out, it didn't really look like lily rose but the more it stares at you and you stare at it particularly in the gloom of this one particular bedchamber you're starting to see the facial features almost overlaid upon the doll's face and you're not sure if this is like a trick of the light or a trick of your imagination does her glass eye break so we can't use her anymore you ask this question and your voice quavers 
And you attribute that to your growing unease about this doll. You're starting to feel like maybe Roy was right. And Danny can sense your hesitation. And she looks at you with surprise that you are exhibiting this when you're supposed to be a seasoned Delta Green agent. And that, in turn, your unease rubs off on her a little bit. She mutters under her breath, Well, that was an odd question. Let me try, Jack. Please, I step back. Do we have anything to fear? Fear itself. Thank you, President Theodore Roosevelt. And the both of you are looking at the doll, waiting for any kind of sign, and you hear, I I like like pudding. pudding. But it's not coming from the doll. It's behind you. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft Tapes. Well, my theory is that there is an evil entity keeping not just the girls here, but everybody who has been sacrificed or wandered their way in. I'm I'm, I'm getting a little worried that we're going to be trapped here. My running theory is still that they were gathering people and potentially sacrificing them for money or wealth or power or whatnot. And maybe somewhere along the way, something went wrong, which is why they all disappeared. And then Eldritch Poe is came back to the house, found out what was going on, and spent the rest of his time locked in there trying to either fix what they undid or just kind of put a bandaid on it to prevent it from happening again. Now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll D100 highest goes first. So I will start us off. I am going to recommend a movie called WNUF Halloween Special. It takes place in 1987, but it was actually filmed in 2013. So it's one of those movies that adopts the framework of the time that it's supposed to be set in. It's directed by Chris LaMartina. There's no stars to speak of because these appear to be just like theater actors or local actors. It is about a live newscaster broadcast who ventures into the infamous Weber house on Halloween night in 1987, where many years ago, a young man murdered his parents, chopping off their heads with an axe. He brings with him a husband, wife, and pussycat team of spiritualists. The cat is actually part of the team and is a plot point. As well as a Catholic priest, because, you know, you gotta have a Catholic priest if you're going to a haunted house. I know you guys wouldn't know that. Things go off the rails pretty quickly. Plot's not important, though, because it's the framework that this is a live TV broadcast that was taped to VHS. So that's how you're viewing it. It is quite clearly a VHS tape that someone was like, oh, here's this cool Halloween special, and they taped it. And you get to watch it as if they're replaying it. And that's kind of cool because we are the passive viewers and they control the remote. So the fake commercials that intersperse the fake newscasts are like completely authentically recreated from 1987. It kind of gets to the point of almost tedium because they actually repeat some of the commercials as if it were a local broadcast because you do see the same commercial over and over again. But the cool thing is just when you're like, oh, this is getting a little old, the person controlling the VHS tape actually fast forwards through some of those. So it's it's as if you're watching this thing and, and then you're starting to wonder like, who the hell 
is holding the remote here. When you feel the itch to hit the fast forward button, he does it for you or she does it for you. This unseen entity, whoever's controlling it. This is a good successor to the movie Ghost Watch, which has a similar found broadcast conceit. It's very hard to find. And I think they'd make a great double bill. These, these two, like on a Halloween night, would be perfect because they to- both take place on Halloween night and both are live broadcast. WNUF Halloween Special commits to so fully to the concept that it has no opening credits and no title sequence and no stars, no nothing. When it ends, it simply just ends as if someone had hit the eject stop button on a VHS player. It is pretty cool. It, it uh, It's a nice concept. And for the most part, it's kind of creepy, scary, but you know, a little kitschy. So that is WNUF Halloween special from 2013, which is supposedly takes place in 1987. That's my recommendo. I think we have, is it Matt up next? So we all know that what we need right now is just a, a, a good a good time with friends and, you know, just some fun stuff to kick back and relax with, which is why I'm recommending a game called Golf With Your Friends. It is a, a, a mini golf game for, actually, it's out everywhere right now. If you have a PC, if you have an Xbox, if you have a PlayStation, you should get your hands on this. Uh, we play a lot of this. What it is on the box, it's a mini golf game. It has a bunch of different themed courses. There's uh, from one that's just the basic, like, from a basic wooded forest to a volcano there's a space station there's one that's deep underwater it's just a lot of fun there's a lot of customization options so you can change the shape of your ball to a hockey puck or an egg you can change how gravity works uh you can play the game as a game of hockey instead of a game of golf or instead of holes there's a, a net at the back and you have to get past a goalie uh there's just so much to this and it's just infinitely entertaining for us and our friend group and we just keep going back to it golf with your friends and it's 15 bucks uh next up it looks like we have gabe my recommendation is halloween havoc and from nxt from 2020 the first halloween havoc that nxt has done it was on last wednesday as of recording this and it was fantastic it was everything that you want in wrestling it was equal parts great matches equal parts goofy fun it was a true halloween havoc pay-per-view because they didn't take itself too seriously you had wrestlers dressing up as other wrestlers to me the piece de resistance halfway through they had a match that was basically a b-horror short film the haunted house match in which we got the greatest call in wrestling history that zombie is Dexter Loomis's sister. Everything about this match was great. The host was great. The Wheel of Punishment was great. Everything about it was just a lot of fun. It just goes to show that NXT really is the best wrestling in the world. I, I generally don't do recommendos like this where I just gush over this specific show, but it was that good that I felt the need to. I feel the need to recommend it. So that's NXT Halloween Havoc 2020. All right, Brian, why don't you wrap us up? I got a T-shirt. And this is what's on the shirt. Ghost Facers. Paranormal Investigators. From the ashes of hellhoundslair.com comes the most real reality show. I was looking for local places, local stores that needed support in my area, and I came across Pop-Up Tea. It's a family-owned t-shirt shop that specializes in uh, geek and pop culture t-shirts. So far, I've ordered two. I ordered one as a test. It was the... uh, 
obey. It was great quality and and really soft. And uh, before I did any other ordering or anything, I washed it and made sure it wouldn't shrink and everything. So it's really good quality. And then I came across this Ghost Facers, and uh, I just had to get it. So if anybody else is a fan like me, uh, definitely check them out. It's a pop-up tea. It's a family-owned business. Mom, pop, and daughter actually run it. And the daughter does all of the web-based purchasing. Really great customer service. Check them out. It's popuptea.com. They've got tons of cool Christmas stuff right now for geeky Christmas, like sweaters and sweatshirts and stuff like that. Thank you, Brian. And that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Seagulls? At the real weird kid. And if anybody knows how to soundproof a ceiling, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And you guys can find me at Brian Podcast and send me some of that uh, great stuff so I can help Gabe soundproof his room. Until next time, roll for Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Steven's brother. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.